the world lost an amazing person this past weekend, Michael Griggs. There's a chance you met him at Twisted Barley or elsewhere, but there's a guarantee you met him with a smile. I never heard a negative word come out of his mouth, and he always cared about you more than he cared about himself. The world lost a good one. I said this earlier, and I stick by it. Life is unfair, but the most unfair part about it is losing those that shine the brightest way too soon. This episode is dedicated to Michael Griggs. Griggs, we love you, we miss you, and we'll see you on the other side. Rest in power, my friend. Hello, everybody. My name is Drake Pittman, and this is Pass the Jar. Welcome back to Pass the Jar. Today, we have a fellow content creator. If you've seen his YouTube channel, you you know who he is. This is Cody Lockhart of the 64 Session. Cody, thanks for coming on, brother. What up, what up? Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man. How you doing? I'm good, dude. I'm good. I'm excited excited to be here. This was my first podcast experience, really. It's it's a trip. It's fun, man. We've been sitting here chatting chatting pre-record and, yeah. you know, it's just like my my thing i guess you know, hit a groove and it helps conversation it helps a lot in the mood yeah it does man. you it know because we've never really talked out of here but chatted online a few yeah. times <laughs> we, we've been im buddies yeah you know if we were back in the aim days yeah we'd be friends um so tell us a little bit about yourself where you're from where you grew up what you do i actually grew up like the next street over from here <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't know if you want to know <laughs> no. people to know where you live, but uh, it may or may not be off Airport Road, uh, and I lived there, you know, my whole life. Went to Walker, graduated in '04, and uh, I, you know, I've been played music my entire life. And when I got done with high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, so I just hung around, went to Bevel, you know, like most everybody yeah. else, and. uh in the meantime, I, I got in a pretty good band, and we were doing some pretty cool, plus you know, stuff. And um, Copperline was the name of that band, and um, I didn't really know, so I, I took a bunch of basics and stuff, and finally was like, "Well, I guess I'll, I'll do science," you know, which is what my degree's in now. And uh, graduate with a science degree, still play music, you know, still living a dream, baby. So, what kind of science? work do you do uh i'm a i work at lab core i work before there i worked at grandview and i'm a cytotechnologist what exactly does that yeah mean? <laughs> you sound like everybody else that, i say that that's too. what everybody asks when i tell them my specific job title they ask what i do so yeah i, I feel you yeah it's um most of the time you know, I, I sh- i'll shorten it to cytology and uh because that's like the department we work in you know and everybody be like what you're a psychologist you know and i'm like <laughs> But, Only on the weekends, yeah, in my spare time. <laughs> but uh, so so I work in the lab in the cytology department. It's it's like a department of pathology. So um, we work under pathologists, and we're screening. Uh, I'm looking at a microscope all day, 
it slides for cancer, basically. I'm okay. looking at individual cells for you know, malignancy, and I can see other diseases and stuff like that. That's know? crazy, dude. I know. It is crazy. It sounds it sounds so much cooler than what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'm a cubicle <clears throat> man now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Working the old cube. Everybody with my job is like, oh, it's so boring, you know, watching people sleep. I was like, well, I don't sit there and stare at them all night. Oh, that'd be creepy. You know. Yeah. But, uh. So you're a sleep study specialist yeah, or something? Sleep yeah, sleep tech. Yeah. Uh, I had a buddy I graduated with, did that for a long time, Mr. Jamie Prince. Uh, I know him. Yeah, he's probably been out of it for a while, but man, I remember he was doing that not long after high school, earning a paycheck, saying, yeah, it's, while, us, while the rest of us was going to school like <laughs> yeah. chumps. You know? It's a good living, you know. I'm, yeah. I like where it's gotten me. and you know, For sure. Where do you, you work to, at? I work at uh, St. Vincent's. St. V's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, love, I love interacting with people. Yeah, you know, some people I you're don't. like, I get me the hell out of this room. But <laughs> yeah. you know, some yeah. people are they're good talks, dude. That's the thing about like lab techs. Uh, we we normally don't like you know dealing with people day to day. So when I worked at the hospital, I had to go out and do procedures and stuff. I had to do what's called a, a fine needle aspirate. So like if you got a knot on your neck, they'd stick a needle in it, and I'd make a slide out of it. Yeah, yeah. See, sounds fun. Uh, needles, pretty, pretty good Saturday. Yeah, I'm out on needles. <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah, I had to get used to them pretty quick. So, but then you know, when I was out doing that, I would have to make small talk, like, "Hey, how are you? Uh, crazy weather, you know? Yeah, shoot me, please." But so now I work in a private lab, so all I do is I'm sitting down all day, you know, in the in the microscope. So I don't have to deal with any patients or anything like that. So. I can go in with a sour attitude. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But no, I, I, you know, but that's the thing is like, I told my wife the other day when I came home, I was like, man, I bet I've said probably 10 words a day. You know, yeah. some days that's nice, but some days that's not so nice. Yeah. You know, some days you get lonely. There's, there, <laughs> dude, I know there's, you know, there's knots in the tech room. Like, obviously we talk to the patients and you, like I said, you do run into this, some of the ones, some of the ones that are like, get me out of here. They're yeah. crazy. Oh, dude. Yeah. And you never think you're going to get out of there because they just, won't quit talking and you don't want to be a dick to them. Right. But, you kind of can't. Yeah. You know. And then you get in there in the tech room, there's nights where we'll talk and be social and it makes time pass by. But there's nights where we're just all quiet, we're doing our jobs and you get home and you're like, I didn't say a daggum word for 10 hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and well, sometimes that's nice. It is relieving sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know, as much as since I've been doing this, I, you're like, I'm talking to people every day of yeah, my life. Now. Yeah, I know. And the the change it brings in you is like I know I'm better talking to people in person. Yeah. You know, instead of just on the podcast or in the sleep lab. So there's you know there's days where conversation is good for you. Yeah. Then there's some days you're like, piss off. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to listen yeah. to music or something. Yeah. yeah. Play Xbox. Yeah. Go fishing. Just leave me alone for a while. And uh, it it helps your anxiety too. Yeah, it does, man. Um, Gives you a recharge, yeah. you know. Either way, it gives you a recharge, you know. But like, usually you go to like until you need that recharge. You know, yeah. you go hard in the pain on the silence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, until you're like, dang, I really need to talk to somebody. Could you imagine how the people that like the telemarketers that people actually talk to? Could you imagine how like tired of talking to people oh, they are? I bet they hate people. Yeah, they hate the human race. They're, right they're the ones that you kind of worried about going to high school with. They're like this guy's gonna show up, kill me. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Uh, but going back to the music, who all have you play with? Uh, Copperline. Yeah, said. yeah. Copperline was like uh, definitely the biggest. Uh, you know, well, 
it's the band that I like got to live the dream with for a while. You know, yeah. we had a bus. You know, we're playing not every night. But we're playing every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You know, we would be gone. We would leave Thursday and be back. You know, Sunday or Monday every weekend. Was this pre marriage and kids? oh yeah, pre marriage. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Me and my wife started dating um, not long after that, and so that's been oh my god, dude. I was 19, old. 34. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember she, she's about to have her, her her birthday. I won't say how old she is. I don't think she cares, but um, it may or may not be 40, but it's about <laughs> her next birthday's coming up. And I was like, Ashley, you realize I remember you turning 26 on the bus, like us having a cake for you on the Copper Line bus. And she was like, oh, my God, dude, you're right. Time flies. Or yeah, man. Line. So, but yeah, I play with Copperline. I play with. Um, I'm kind of a musical uh, whore. <laughs> you know, I play with whoever pays the monies. Yeah. And so I play with a lot of folks, man. That's. Uh, it's given me an opportunity to play with a lot of cool people, man. People that, if I was like exclusive to one band, I would never be able to play with. Yeah. You know, I played with Chris Simmons, who was Leon Russell's guitar player. You know, several times. Jason Spiegel, he's a dude from here. He's he was Leon's guitar player for a while, yeah. you know. Uh, Landon Taylor, he was Clay Walker's band leader, guitar player for a while, you know, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on. Really, I shouldn't start naming folks, but um, gotta you gotta show people your clout. It's yeah, okay. yeah. I'm just it, name okay. dropping, bro. <laughs> you Come name on. drop all you want to here. Trying to make people think I'm cooler than what I am. That's kind of my life's goal. Yeah. That's what I've been working towards. <laughs> so. uh you got to play with them and travel all over the place. It's a it's a staple that we talk about on this show. O'Malley's. O'Malley's. How much did you play at O'Malley's? Oh, dude. Oh, are you serious right now? Bro? Yeah, but dude, we talk about O'Malley's a lot. On I used show. to own O'Malley's. Dude. <laughs> we used to play O'Malley's every Thursday night for an all. It was called the All Star Jam. Mm-hmm. So um, I would be going to school. And when, at Bevel, we didn't have Friday classes, so it was real nice. But then I started going to UAB, and I even did it up until like two. I mean, I did it till they quit doing it. And this is at the original building, the big building downstairs, uh, yeah. down at the end of town. And uh, I did it until they quit doing it. But I would, you know, work Thursday, go play the All-Star Jam Thursday night, and then go back to work Friday morning, play a show Friday night. Dude, I was so, you know, be de- be a zombie by Saturday. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I was talking, I mean, I, I talk often about how I miss the original O'Malley's. Yeah. It was so fun. The, the green dude. building. And yes. Dude. If you walked in there and, like, walk right upstairs sometimes, you're like, yeah, it's my night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. going to be a good night. Yeah. I get to go upstairs. Yeah, man. Uh, I had so many good good times there. It was yeah. fun. And then they moved buildings, and it was, um, you know, it, it was okay. And by okay, I mean it sucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember. Man. I remember when they moved. We went there once. The group of friends I was with, yeah. and we called it quits. After yeah, I know, man. Just out. never was the same. That's it, when the Greenhorn came around. Yeah, the Greenhorn <laughs> kind of took out, took over, and run the run the show for yeah. a minute. Yeah, and now it's back to the original, to like a tire place, right? Yeah, it yeah. is a tire. Which place. is what it started out as before the Greenhorn. Yeah. Remember that? No, vaguely. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so. uh You've played around here. What's the coolest, like, coolest gig you've ever played? Uh, let's see. Wow, that's a tough question. The coolest. Define cool. Like, biggest crowd, the best venue. 
where you somewhere you thought hmm, I'm, I never thought I'd be here. Okay, I asked the hard questions. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let me let me. Okay, because I don't really have a super cool venue or a super huge crowd, but I'll go off kind of what I gauge success as, right? Or successful, maybe. At least on this first one. So one show in particular that just sticks out in my head. We'll just go with that yeah. one. Uh, uh, was at the... So have you ever heard of Marty's? No. Marty's is a bar in Birmingham and Southside. It's been around forever. Um, Marty actually recently passed, uh, but he was like super loved by the community, man. It was a musician's bar, and yeah. he always had two shows every night. like Or not every night, but... I guess on the weekends. I don't know. He might have had music every night there, but um, at least on the weekends he had two shows. He would have like an 8 to 12, and he would have like a 12 to 4 in the morning. Dang. So one night I played the late show there with as a trio with me, Brad Baker, and Jason Spiegel. And dude, something was just like in the air. You know, it was elect- like you could feel it. It yeah. was palpable. And to say we killed it, <laughs> would be an understatement. Yeah. And I'm, I, I never like brag anything. I'm not trying to brag, but it was just something special, man. And there was, may, maybe it was because of the crowd that was in there. It's a really small place and it was slam packed with folks, man. And they were just into it. You know, nobody was having a side conversation. Everybody was paying attention to what the band was doing and they were responding appropriately, which is pretty rare in the world of cover band music. Yeah. You know? That's kind of like the golden star, I guess. Yeah, the it golden is. star sticker of a music, musical performance is when somebody, you're, you actually see the people appreciating what you're doing. Yeah, man. There's uh, something special and something odd about, like, it's it's a, it's intimidating when, when it's a listening cr- crowd, but that's what you do it for, yeah. you know? Like, to, to make people feel something, you know? You don't want them just, uh, you know, trying to talk over your performance and just there to get wasted, I guess. Yeah. You know, you want them actually invested in what you're right. out. Yeah, and there's definitely, um, you know, especially earlier in the game, uh, there were, the motive might have been more on the wasted side of things, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe the female side of things, you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, as, as you mature... That stuff is just that. That's not what you're doing it for. You yeah. Know? So. Oh, but uh, and then so there's one more that stands out, and I'll run through it real quick. Uh, I've got to play like really one of the first gigs I ever played. I think I was 18. Uh, uh, Copperline. A lot of people don't know this, but Copperline was originally not who people think of Copperline as today. It was originally me, Brad Baker, John O'Meary on guitar, and uh, the lead singer was Rayleigh Wiggins. Uh, he's a great singer, but he got out early because he was going to law school, basically. Yeah. Um, but he won some award called like the ACGMA's Vocalist or New Vocalist of the Year, something like that. Sounds very important, right? Yeah. So he told us, he was like, hey, man, so um, I won this award and they're going to get us to play. And, uh, Vern Gosden is coming in. He's the special singer, and uh, we're actually going to be the backing band for him. We're going to do a Vern Gosden song. We were like, what? <laughs> and so we actually learned Chiseled in Stone, Set Em Up Joe, and um, 
one more I can't remember. We learned three Vern songs, right? Yeah. We only wound up playing one, but we got to play with Vern Gosden. But dude, it was in this. It looked like um, Green Acres. The auditorium was like from 1950s, and there was like six people in there. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Yeah, I know there was nobody in there, but it sounds cool. Yeah. You know? You're like, this is a good story to tell yeah. until you hear what yeah, actually happened. Exactly. <laughs> if I leave out the last part, it's a really cool story. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's the that's the grandchildren on the knee story that you don't ever finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just leave it as Fern Gosling. Yeah. And they'll be like, who's Fern Gosling? <laughs> so you're still playing. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Copperline, we're not doing a whole lot this year. Uh, we we did more last year than we've done in, in many years. Uh, we kind of, everybody just plays with different folks, man, and, um, you know, works their own, does their own thing, basically. But we decided we wanted to, you know, kind of start playing some shows again last year. So we played every other weekend, you know, one Saturday. And uh, this year we're only playing like uh, one weekend in this month in March and then in New Year's and that's it yeah. you know so we're not doing a whole lot but yeah we still play for show things kind of just peter off slowly yeah that and that and it's like we we strictly like you know before fun was a byproduct but that we were doing it for well we weren't doing it for but we were we had a goal that was different I'll just say that you know yeah. now we're just doing it it's just fun it's a fun hang yeah you know just the just the boys getting back together yeah. every now and then. Yeah, yeah. It's enough to keep you sane. Yeah, exactly. You scratch the itch. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, and it's great. It's always good to see everybody, you know, hug everybody's neck and stuff. So along with your love of music and your history of music, you recently, well, I say recently, about last year, wasn't it? When yeah, it's been about, it's been a little over a year. You started a new project. Did. The YouTubes. Yeah, yeah. The world of the YouTubes. I'm a YouTuber, bro. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do on uh, your YouTube channel. So, the uh, YouTube channel is called, thank you for the plug, it's called uh, 64 Sessions, and um, so I bring in these different musicians, and most of them are from the area, uh, some of them are from like surrounding areas, you know, but they're yeah. all, all except two have been Alabama artists. And the two that I had on were special exceptions, uh, courtesy of Mason from Twisted Barley. You know, they were coming through to play his his joint, you know, yeah. and he was like, "Hey, you might want to check them out." You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I had those two on, but um, so yeah, I have them on, and they do a live performance, and uh, it's either full band or acoustic, whatever they want to do, really. And then we'll sit down and kind of just do a chat, like we're doing here in between yeah. songs, you know, um, and then. Uh, yeah, that's about it. First question, how does it feel being on the opposite end of the interview It's chat? very different. <laughs> it's so different. Like, I'm sitting here twiddling my, like, I'm kind of nervous. I still haven't calmed down from the nerves yet. And it's like, I guess because I'm used, like, I know what's coming. Yeah. You know, and on this side, you don't know what's coming for real. You're just kind of hitting the fastball, trying to yeah. close your eyes and swing a little bit. I like, like I said, I like to ask the hard questions. Yeah, yeah. I love, make... I love the look on the faces sometimes <laughs> when I do throw that curveball. Yeah, you're making me think too hard. Like one day I'm just going to look dead at somebody and be like, so where's the body? <laughs> and just see their reaction. <laughs> you might not want to do that around here, man. You might get like, the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Here's yeah. the exact GPS yeah, coordinates. Yeah, like, uh, I was kidding. Uh, Nick Smith. Yes. Yeah. Help. <laughs> uh, yeah. So when you started the uh, YouTube channel, how how hard was it for you to find people 
to get on? Oh, finding people was very easy. Uh, because I just have, because I play with so many folks, like, you know, I do play with Comperline, but I also play with every Tom, Dick, and Harry that calls me, you know, yeah. so I've happened to have met a lot of people in this business, so I asked, uh, Brother Timmons first, and had Smashley in for the inaugural, uh, episode there, and, uh, I figured I could sucker him the easiest, you know? <laughs> no, I'm kidding, but I, I, I knew that. If I called like the guys that I was close to first, that knew that I felt like I could at least convince them to trust me, yeah. <laughs> you know, that it wasn't going to be some bull because you got to think, man, from their perspective, I had to explain this thing like, hey, so I'd like to video you playing in my garage. You know, and it, I promise it'll be cool. Just, <laughs> that could go 17 different ways. Exactly. <laughs> you context. know, you got nothing to go off of. Like, they're really. They're trusting me, you yeah. know, so I appreciate them for, it, you know, putting some faith in me because the first three episodes, you know, well, at least the first two, I did, they didn't have anything to go off of. You know, yeah. they're just taking my word for it. So. It was kind of just a shot in the dark, hoping people will come, kind of like a build oh, yeah. of dreams, build it. It was. I was Maybe. playing the numbers <laughs> game, dude, because I knew I had at least, you know, six, seven people I could ask. And I thought at least one out of the seven would say yes. And then if I did good on that first one, I might could get the other six. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? so. It's like, you know, see, this isn't because, you know, as a musician, too, you're you're able to point out imposters. Like, it's oh, easy yeah. to point out who's who's real, who's fake. Yeah. Just because you live in a world of fake people as a musician. And you, you have to, you learn to see it. Yeah. So when, you know, you started your, the idea behind. 64 sessions you i guess more or less had to show people you're not putting up a front like you were dead serious so yeah. what was like the purpose that you explained to them why you were doing what right. you're doing yeah honestly man you know and what's crazy is i was thinking about that today because i was kind of trying to think about what you might ask me you know? <laughs> <laughs> so i was thinking you know um it's crazy looking back how it kind of happened because i I had this idea. Okay, so it first started from. So, have you ever heard of the company Zoom? Mm -hmm. You know, they make like recording yeah. stuff. You know, um, so I I saw that they had a video camera that you could plug two XLRs in, so you could run straight audio to there. And I was like, hey, I could do some cool drum videos with that. Which turned into, hey, I know a guy that does wedding videos. <laughs> I wonder if I could use that and just film from the very back and have clean audio and just sell a wedding video nothing fancy which turned into i talked after i talked to him told him my idea he was like well you need to look into such and such which opened the endless bottomless pit of <laughs> camera gear you yeah. know just gear period so um the learning curve was very steep at first but man i dude i at work, I like I, I didn't do anything but think about it and research it and try to figure out what I needed and what I could afford because yeah. that is expensive. Number one, yeah, exactly. And so I finally found you know what I was going to go with. And so when I ordered it and got it to my house, I was outside one day like picking up the yard and the garage door was open and I noticed how cool the wall looked i was like you know what i was like i bet i could get adam stacks over here me and him could do like an acoustic thing i bet it would be cool and uh 
that kind of morphed into it, and I did get stacks over here like that week, over there that week. Um, and he was like, "Man, this sounds really good." Because I had mics, you know, and I had bought this Zoom. It was a separate just audio recorder, you know. Yeah. Um, I bought that and then a camera so I could run run them separate, and the audio sounded really good. The video looked really good. And so Sax was like, you know, this is cool. Yeah. And I was like, hey, this is real cool. <laughs> so I was like, I happen to know a lot of people that social media is huge. And musicians need social media today like, you know, desert needs rain. Insert yeah. any, you know, thing, whatever. But <laughs> so I was like, I, you know, if, if nothing else, I could convince them that it would help them out. Because it really would. <clears throat> And then, so I, initially when I had lined Smashly up to come in, I didn't, I hadn't planned on doing an interview. And a couple people were like, hey, you should do that. I think it would be cool. And because you can ramble with the best of them. Yeah. You know? And so I was like, <laughs> okay, maybe. And I, I was like, hey, Tim, is what do you think about sitting down and, you know, just having a little conversation? He's like, I think that's a great idea. And I was like, well, cool, let's do it. Yeah. You know, and it just ran, literally ran from there. And, um, but I guess, I don't know if it's in hindsight. It's hard to say now, but because I've been interviewed before for the paper, you know, and I gave them a different answer, kind of. And, but it's not, it wasn't a lie. It's just, I don't know if I came to this conclusion before or after. It's hard to tell now, but, um, you know, like I really, enjoy creating cool stuff and when i started doing that dude 33 was a weird age are you 33 i'm 30 30 okay 33 was a very strange age for me man because it wasn't as young sounding as 30 and it wasn't quite as old sounding as you know 40 later yeah, yeah later on so i was like um what am i doing do i what do i want to do because the 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 lab job is cool, and I went to school for it, and it pays well. Um, is it fulfilling? Not so much. Um, the music thing, how's that going? Well, I'm kind of still doing the same thing I was doing 10, years, 10 15 years ago, really, um, which is not bad, and it's cool. I get to play music still, but... It just wouldn't kind of, it wouldn't scratch in the creative itch, really. You yeah. know, it kind of was just stale. And I felt like I wanted to do something cool, you know. And I was like, man, the community could could get behind this. And it could be something that they're proud of, you know. And um, I hope it is. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the goal. Um, but, yeah, so, I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what came first. It's hard to say, but either way, it's it's uh, it's scratching multiple itches in my yeah, you know, the hole that's in my heart or whatever. <laughs> it's you seem like you're in a your natural niche when yeah, you're interviewing yeah. people. Yeah, and thanks, man. Hey, no problem, buddy. I appreciate uh, it. You know, it's it's refreshing to see somebody, which you know, talking to Eric Nix more recently. Talking about how people are actually starting to give a shit about Walker County. Yeah, it seems that way, yeah. doesn't it? You know, right. It yeah. Seems like we're getting our pride exactly back about being from here, and what you're doing is showing people that there's some awesome musicians here. Yeah, and they need to be heard. Yeah, 
And I think that's awesome because there's so many talented people here. I've, it's crazy, you've, dude. If anybody's listened like the first three or four episodes, I've talked about how talented people are from here. Mm-hmm. It's just we live in this stigma being from here. Yeah, the bad overshadows the good a yeah. lot of times, unfortunately. Yeah. Hopefully, we're the generation that kind of takes the eraser to the writing and scrap, yeah. it takes it away. Exactly. Know, and rewrites it because along with like you doing what you're doing, Eric with his barbershop and the breweries and downtown Jasper and just people building businesses in these smaller communities, it's showing that people in Walker County do give a shit. Yeah. You know, yeah, they man. care about right. being from here and they're they're proud to so what you're doing is showing we have musicians who are also proud to be from here and you're proud to showcase them. It's not some banjo with the dueling banjo yeah. jumping up on stage yeah. with missing and teeth and mouth harp. Like there's legitimately <laughs> talented people here. Yeah. And like what dude, like world class talent. Yeah. Like people don't some people just don't have a clue how many how much talent is in this little town, dude. It's really crazy. Because I don't know if you, like, the, I looked at the population not long ago, and I totally forgot what it was. But <laughs> I was like, man, the percentage yeah. of the talent that comes out here has got to be really high, mm-hmm. you know, for such a small town. David Keith. Oh, yeah. Dude. Like, not only is he very talented, but he has clout in the music industry. 100%. With a bunch of people. Dude, and he's... he's He's made records for some legends, you know, yeah. Tommy Talton being one of them. Yeah. Like, he, he's he's in the music industry in more than one way. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's usually, when I see David, we talk every now and then, mm. just because I've known him almost my whole life, him and my dad are friends. But, you know, just, when I talk to people about musicians, I'm David Keith. Yeah. That. If anybody asks me, you know, who's who's your favorite musician? I'm like David Keith. Yeah, dude. As many people as I've made friends with, I love you. I love you all. No matter where you're playing tonight or tomorrow, I love you all. But <laughs> David Keith is like the guy that I'm like, this guy. Yeah, you know, it's awesome. There's a bunch of like you refer to yourself musical whores, but <laughs> that's because they're good. Y'all are all good. Yeah, you know, there's a reason people want you to play with them. They see something in you, and so what you're doing with 64 sessions is. Showing people, these are some bad dudes. Yeah. Or girls. Yeah, females. seriously. Plenty, there's a couple of females yeah. from here, too. Yeah. Yeah. They're legit. Um, so, when you saw yourself doing 64 sessions, was it like your, your plan to show them off to the world? Yeah, 100%. And let them know them as people, too. Yeah. To see that. Uh, maybe not everybody from Walker County's trash. Yes. Like we 100%. see them. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, they're not married to their cousins. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't spend every night the booby trap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only two out of seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two? That's it? Come Only on, rookie. Out of seven, bro. Come on. Those are rookie numbers. You got to make money like you. <laughs> I ain't got that podcast money, bro. Hey. <laughs> There's no. There's no podcast money yet. Yeah, that's yet. the plan, though, bro. I'm, I'm pulling for you. Maybe. I'm glad somebody. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm so glad you're doing this, man. Because uh, I don't know how many people actually remember this, but uh, about a year ago, I made an announcement that I was going to do a podcast, and the reason being is because I like um, when I on, when I'm doing an episode, I have sometimes I have three times the amount of interview content that i need i have to go through and select so i thought it would be cool to put the entire thing uncut on you know on, on just audio just yeah. podcast form um 
And then the self-doubt demons got me. It was like, that's stupid. Nobody listened to that. <laughs> Shut up. That's, you know. I told Timmons uh, on a previous episode how I spazzed out when the equipment came in. So I was yeah, like, yeah. are people really going to care what I have to say? I know, dude. And that's when the better voice in my head, you're only crazy if you talk back to the voices in your head. That's the only, <laughs> that's the only way, that's the only time you're crazy. Right. But the other, the positive voice in my head was like, you're going to show people that small town life is actually pretty dope. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to live in a big city to be somebody to make something out of yourself. So that's when I was like, okay, we'll continue with it. <clears throat> Dude, you know, and like today especially, and I don't know, I, I hate to be the old guy that blames social media for everything, but there's there's a big sense of what you're doing is not enough in today's culture. Yeah. You know, like if you're not living in L.A. or Nashville or Atlanta or, you know, like killing yourself to reach your dreams or, you know – I'm not saying don't go after your dreams, but, you know, like, they don't take, hey, living in a small town, working a regular job, and having time to spend with your family and enjoying your, actually enjoying your free time. Yeah. That's pretty cool, too. Yeah. I absolutely love free time with my wife and our cousin. Yeah. When you get a family, man, stuff changes. Like, your perception changes. Just like, you know, I was talking about how, just like I had this certain set of interviews just bam 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 back to back days i just felt like i had no time and i was okay with it because i knew i was gonna make up for it yeah but going back to the editing that you got you know talked about it's like i told you there's episodes where they run 30 minutes to an hour and a half long i'm sitting there i have to listen to them two or three times oh yeah dude and it's almost like uh like i'm i'm able to quote the episode by the time I'm done with it like I'm sitting here just moving my mouth with it yeah but it's something that I'm proud of and you know I want to just like you you want to make sure you put out quality content right you don't want to put anything that's crap right because one one train wreck of an episode is going to be what somebody sees as okay that's that's I'm done yeah unsubscribe dude I'll I'll tell I'll say like one thing that I think you and I probably have in common is a lot of times, people that talk about doing stuff just talk about it. Yeah. And it's like, we both kind of decided to do this thing, and then we did this thing. But you'll learn, the more you do, when you get 20-something episodes in, you look back at your first one, you're like, oh, man, I didn't know Jack. Yeah. But, you know, it ain't stopping us, bro. Like, just keep plowing forward, learn learn as you go, you yeah. know. Just since the first episodes that, uh, the first episode that I recorded with what I've recorded since then, going back and listening to it, it's like a kindergartner to a middle schooler. Right. Yeah. So when I hit that college graduate level, I'll be like, yeah. Yeah. We're doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, as, as a content creator, you always, you're always thinking you have to be one step ahead because social media changes, people change, what's popular changes. And, like, dude, I'm trying to figure out if I'm if I'm going to jump on TikTok. You need to get you, you know TikTok. Hey, Gary V said get you a TikTok. He did say that, man. Yeah. I have my own personal TikTok, but do you? Yeah. I mean, I only have like two videos, and it was more for watching, not yeah. for yeah. Yeah. It wasn't promoting the podcast. One was promoting the podcast, but 
Like I'm not gonna get steeped in TikTok because it's gonna be like Vine. I feel like it's gonna disappear. In disappear. Mine was gonna, funny, man. Oh, it dude. could be, you know. I, uh, I actually talked back and forth with a guy that got popular on Vine. I don't know if he's popular on TikTok right now, but uh, when I was working with Mike and Ruben over there in Birmingham, I got to talking to this guy. He was living in Murfreesboro at the time. Yeah. Jay Cyrus, Jeff Cyrus. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, so. When he started getting Vine famous, I was like, dude made it. And he, yeah. he's not doing music. He made it. Yeah. And I don't know if he's still TikTok famous or not, but, you know, social media is constantly changing. Yeah. And Timmons and I talked about how we hate social media. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate, like, I'll, you'll find yourself scrolling to waste time, but I hate social media just because of how political our climate is these days. And I, I don't want to be pissed off and I don't want to piss anybody off. Yeah. So I try to stay off of it so I don't get political. But at the same time, like, you know, we have to use it to get Man, ourselves out I, I there. I feel like that's mainly Facebook. I try to stay. And what sucks? Well, it doesn't suck. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> but I, I've got the biggest audience on Facebook. Yeah. You know, like I've got, and this is not, I'm not bragging again, and this is not that great, but I've got like 23-ish hundred you know, follows or whatever, yeah. uh, which is more than I've got on YouTube or Instagram, you know? Yeah. So that's my biggest audience. Uh, but I, I, I don't know, man, the Facebook audience is just different. I like Instagram a little better, but Instagram is such a time suck. Yeah. Like I'll get on there and be on there for an hour and not even realize it. You know? To stay relative on Instagram, like you have, like if you watch yeah. an influencer, like you yeah. have to post like every, every two day. or three hours. Yeah, yeah, and multiple times a just day. Just to keep your stuff in people's feeds and keep their eyes on you. With Facebook, and I've noticed it, with uh, Boondocks Promotions, like people, people will click like on Facebook just because. But it's the investing their time in the content. Yeah. That's where you see such a difference in subscribers on YouTube compared to likes on Facebook because people are like, oh, I can click a freaking thumbs up and yeah, there we go. It'll show up in my feed when it's when it's there, but do you actually invest your time in it? Like, the people that are clicking like, do you invest your time in our content because we work our asses off? Yeah. You know? Yeah, that that's the thing people don't realize is like, they think, oh man, it'd be cool to be a YouTuber. Um, you could do whatever you wanted to all day. Well, Bro, it's like coming home. It's like constantly having homework hanging over you. You know, like the feeling you have when you have an essay due. Yeah. You know, and and, and you procrastinate. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm a real bad procrastinator. <laughs> yeah. This this is why I stacked so many interviews the way I did. Yeah. Because I knew there'd be a time where I'm like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, you always you always hit that, or I always hit that point, man. And so, like that feeling is always there. And you, when you got kids and stuff, and you're trying to balance. Everything, because I, I work a forty hour. I got two kids, and I play music still. Yeah. And then I, you know, trying to edit and do these episodes on top of that. It's a freaking juggling act. Yeah. You know, it's tough. So, uh, we'll go into how how is it how has it made you grow as a person, like balancing life. Yeah. Um, it's made me realize my what my priorities are. Yeah. Because you know I had to pick. I have to order things uh, or I'm not going to get to everything, you know? So, uh, the kids are only kids for so long, you know? Yeah. So they're numero uno. And I, sometimes it don't seem like that <laughs> mm-hmm. because like, I'll try to hit it hard for 
two or three weeks, and then I'll I'll kind of slack off for two or three, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> but when I'm with them, I try to give them my undivided, you know, and all that. Um. So it's made me prioritize, you know, and, and put what's more important first, and it's made me a better musician, believe it or not. It's, I guess, artist. We'll say artist because it's helped me. You know, like the first episode I I put out, I didn't have, I literally didn't put, it was dry. It was a dry mic with a dry guitar, you know, and I didn't know how to mix anything. Like the only thing I knew how to do was uh, make sure the volumes were kind of consistent, you know. And so now it's a full mix down, you know, uh, which I'm not saying I do the best job or a good job even. But uh, I think, it, in my opinion, it's better, yeah. you know. So I've had to learn my ear, you know. I've, I've had to train my ear in the, in the listening aspect of production side of things, yeah. you know, um, which is really cool. You know, I've always wanted to be more on production side. You know, like even growing up, I'd say I want to be a session musician, you know, because they got it easy. They can go home every night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so being on this, on that side of uh, the musical spectrum or whatever is is pretty cool and it's made um which i don't know how good it'll come through on this podcast but my conversation skill you know i've been able it it makes it once you practice talking to folks you know uh it becomes easier because after high school you know i had a bunch of friends in high school and, and in college you know but after college when i was in the workforce it's just different you know, like, yeah, you got some work buddies, but you don't have, it's not the same, you yeah. know, and you don't really have this, the dude, com- or, you know, the buddy conversations as much, you know. You know, just in the month of doing this, you know, by the time this releases, it'll be a few months, but uh, just in the month that I've released this, I found I've become like a better listener. Oh, dude, yeah. Like, you have, because you, you don't want somebody to be talking and then. You have no damn idea what they just said. Exactly. That's the worst feeling. <laughs> like, after they just went out, you know, you zoned out and <laughs> during this big story, and you realize, like, oh, I don't have a clue what they're talking about, yeah. and I don't even know if they're done talking yet. <laughs> and, you know, that's, and you, you try to reiterate on something, and you realize they've actually repeated themselves yeah. a few times. You're yeah. like, oh, crap. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, let's cut yeah. that one out. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, being in the moment is huge. Like, being able to not think about what you're about to say which is super hard as an interviewer yeah you know that's uh that takes practice you know that's what i like about this setup that i have right now is like you're right here in my face if i'm not listening to you then boy either i have severe adhd (laughs) or i don't give a shit about what you're saying and i'm not gonna bring people on here where i don't care you know where I, (laughs) where I, i want people i do care what they're saying yeah so you know I'm always trying to listen better. Yeah. And it's improved a lot. It's a skill, too, yeah. man. Oh, it really listening is a skill. Is a skill. Yeah. Um, I don't find myself getting in trouble with my wife as much <laughs> as I used to. You know? Yeah, I kind of hope mine doesn't hear this because I don't want her to know that I've gotten better at listening <laughs> she might disagree with it. Surely they might They might say, you know, they have improved a little bit. <laughs> their, their conversations are better. I would hope. I mean, you know, I would hope. But who knows what she's thinking. So, uh... I love what you're doing with 64 sessions. Thank and you, man. And maybe one day we'll, we're gonna we'll talk again when you get more content pumping again. Yeah. Get the the train rolling. Yeah, and I've got some I've got some uh different uh, d- 
different plans in the future. Uh, we talked about this before we hit the record button, but I'll say it again because I, uh, I'll make it. I guess I'll make an official. Well, kind of already made. I guess an official announcement. <laughs> I'll announce it on this platform. Uh, so I've lost my studio space basically because we've built a house. We've moved. We've only moved like a hundred yards, but my brother-in-law now lives in my old house. So it's his garage, and he's been so gracious. All my stuff is still currently in there. And I've been uh, recording some sp- very sporadic things, but I haven't done an episode, a full episode in 2020. Um, and I'm running out of content, baby. You know, I've got a, I've got a <laughs> bunch to edit, and, you know, I've still got several weeks' worth, but that ain't nothing in the world of content creation. It, it, you blows, know. it blows away it, before you know it. It's don't it, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, but um, <clears throat> so the plan is to. Um, because, you know, one of the things that I thought about when I started this channel was so- showcasing all the artists um, in in the county. not And it just became a music thing, really. But just because I, I know a lot of musicians, yeah. I just kind of defaulted to that. Um, but I have talked to, like, Bill Young. You know Bill Young? Done all the murals and stuff downtown. Yeah. Such a good artist, dude. And he has such a unique style. It's so Bill Young, you know. Yeah. I, you know, I talked to him. Uh, right when I first got started and said I wanted to do something with him and he said yeah cool and then it just kind of the music thing just kind of took over <clears throat> so uh, now that I've kind of lost the space and I don't really have a place to do it yet um, to continue the music thing yet I kind of want to broaden the horizon to do this little spinoff series called 64 Sessions The Art Of and just be like uh, so do one maybe on uh, so the art of brewing with Mason, maybe you know if he'll have me. Uh, I haven't talked to him yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You know, some some businesses maybe around town because I think art is in everything, and there's an art to everything. Yeah. You know, there's an art to business even. But um, so yeah, that that's I want to start sprinkling those in, and I definitely don't want to steer uh, or stray away from the music thing too much. I definitely want to sprinkle that in. Uh, like majoritively what's the word i'm looking for <laughs> like number one is going to be music the, your bread main, and butter your main idea. Yeah, yeah yeah that's my bottom hoe you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh and then you know sprinkle some community profile type stuff and, and try to make it look cool yeah you know that see that's what i feel like for you it's harder because you have to make it look cool yeah all i have to yeah. do is make it sound cool and each each one has their their goods and their bads to where you have to figure out where you have to figure out what's going to be on your camera. Yeah, and the angles and everything you have to work, and then I have to clear out the butts and the ums and the yeah <clears throat> yeah right. And, you know, there's an art to everything, and I'm so glad you're doing that because so many people, you know, that's why I bring like Mason on the show. Like he's able to tell a story, whereas you're going to show. The art of behind what he actually does, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. And that's what content creation is so freaking awesome is. You can see or hear, right? And yeah, it's it's everything without touching. It's yeah, in, it's all intangible understanding, and that's what I like about content creation. That's why I was super pumped when I finally did decide to do this. Yeah, it's, me too. I'm glad you. Just, I'm glad you did it, man. I'm glad somebody that I could at least come on here with did it. <laughs> hey, who knows? Maybe one day you'll hear a hear an episode of Pass the Jar. Hosted by Cody. Dun, dun, dun. 
the 64 session special. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, we could do a podcast like that. Yeah, we could like do that. that. That would be cool. When I get a, get a we could get, have like a round table discussion yeah. with musicians. You, we both could fire off questions. That would be dope. We could both ask them where the body's at. See the way But, uh, you know, closing out, man, I do a 30 second blast of questions. It's called The Last Shots. Hit me with it. You win, you get nothing, you lose, you get nothing. <laughs> Sweet. Except a thank you for coming on. Okay. <laughs> so, you ready? Yeah, let's, let's you, do it. You got it. You, yeah. I'm ready. You're probably not going to know what I'm going to ask, but I'm here we ready. go. I'm not All ready. All right. Okay. <laughs> Favorite musician you played with? Oh. Man, you're going to make me make some people <laughs> mad, dude. Uh, favorite musician I played with? James Banks. Favorite venue? Mm. Listening or playing? God. Fonsdale. Favorite Birmingham restaurant? Mm. We're going to have to do more than 30 seconds, bro. I'll give you, I'll give you 50. Okay. <laughs> Favorite Birmingham restaurant? Tzatziki's. Favorite Walker County restaurant? Black Rock. Yes. Yeah. All right. And then final question. Are you happy to have pride in Walker County? Absolutely, dude. All right. That is the first extended last shots. <laughs> I may have started running this sucker a minute. I'm a little you, slow. Bro. Some people some people get stumped. Dude. You know, you're like. You, fool, you got me with the first questions. I was like, hmm. Like, I say somebody, somebody's going to be mad. Like I said, hard questions only. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I love the look on some people's faces when, you know, I get like, I give them the bullet points that I have written down. Yeah. I don't be like, this is how deep I'm diving. Yeah. Into yeah. Yeah. Points. No, you did. That was, those are great questions, man. Cause awesome. Well, Cody, uh, tell everybody where they can find your YouTube and your social. Oh, quick. cool. Thanks, man. Uh, so YouTube, you can type in Cody Lockhart 64 sessions, or you can probably just type in 64 sessions on Google and it'll pull up. Um, and Facebook is also 64 sessions and Instagram. You can do my personal one, which is clock drum, C L O C K H A R T. I do a lot more, uh, like photos on there and, uh, I'm going to start doing some drum video stuff, you know, Imagine McCaden. Yep. <laughs> maybe, maybe. And then, um, 64 sessions on Instagram as well. Awesome. There you go, guys. This has been Cody Lockhart of the 64 sessions. This is not the last time you'll hear him this is the first time so thanks bro for coming on and peep his youtube channel please 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 peep Peep his youtube channel all right thanks man appreciate you yes sir thanks man all right folks we will see y'all next time on pass the jar talk to somebody different than you more importantly pass the jar